Welcome to a very special House of the Dragons episode, our final episode of the season, the uh, season one award show. Um, I'm one of your co-hosts. My name is Robbie, alongside King of House Dick to the Knee, biggest dick this side of the Seven Kingdoms, our great friend and one of our co-hosts, Cousin Benny. And again, five weeks running, the best-looking man in the Seven Kingdoms, the Billy Crystal of this award show. Yes. <laughs> One of our co-hosts, our good friend, Ryan. I love it. Thank you. Uh, Billy Crystal, great compliment. Thank you. The best. Um, so, yeah, this is the Season 1 Wrap-Up Award Show Extravaganza. Welcome. Uh, hopefully, you guys have been listening along with us uh, for the past 10 weeks uh, for each episode. If not, if this is your first time, thanks for joining us. Maybe listen to the other episodes uh, during the rewatch because we're not getting season two until what do we decide? 2076. 2042. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> um, if you are not a book reader and you are scared of spoilers, do not worry. We are not going to get into uh, like too deep book spoiler territory. Um, so feel free to continue listening. And, uh, yeah, I think that's, I don't think we really need to say much else. Welcome. I'm excited to give these awards away. And uh, what'd you guys think? I think uh, overall, season one, what'd you think? Uh, I'll go first. I go first. am pleasantly surprised at how good um, this season was. Um, I was, I went in with super low expectations and super burnt out after, you know, season eight of Game of Thrones. Same. So I kind of went in watching the, the the pilot with a chip on my shoulder. But I think if you go back to the first episode we had, I gave the, the pilot a 10 out of 10 because I was just yeah, we like, all, automatically all in. Um, I thought we got great performances. We got new stars made. I thought, oh, we got some old stuff that you wanted to see. Like for me personally, seeing Vagar was like a huge moment. Um, after reading about him so much or reading about her so much in, in, in the books yeah. and hearing all the, the tales of, of the original three dragons. Um, this was awesome. This was awesome. It made me super excited to read not only fire and blood, but I dipped my toe back into the first book again. So started, really? that old, yeah, started that old journey again. So happy to be back. That opening, uh, prologue is so good. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, it just it, it pulls you in. When you when is your plan to read this, Benny? Do we have should we discuss? I guess we'll I'm ready. Offline. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready whenever you are. Um, I could obviously put Game of Thrones on hold as needed and and dive into that. Yeah, we'll figure it out. So, Robbie, what were your overall impressions, thoughts about season one? Well, I guess I was on the fence a little bit. I'll give it I'll give the overall season. Uh, seven out of ten. Um, okay. But I think what attracted me to Game of Thrones also brought me back in and attracted me to House of the Dragons, and that's the the characters, the acting. I mean, which was superb. Uh, the plotting, the scheming, the incest, um, <laughs> <laughs> some killings, the dragons, um, cinematography. Um, as I gradually went on through the season, I started watching. I became more and more invested, and right. um, 
it wasn't a perfect season. I don't think any season's perfect, but um, yeah, man, I was, I was, I was super pumped, you know, after a few episodes and I was back into it and I really can't wait to see where this series goes in the next, the next few seasons. Yeah. Great. I mean, I was also coming into this with very low expectations because of how season eight ended. Um, and I would, I would agree with both of you to a certain extent where I agree with Robbie in that I don't think it was a perfect season. Um, I would say it's yeah, probably in that maybe like high sevens range for me, 7.8 ish. I really, my favorite part about this season or the show is that I'm fucking back in yeah. this world and I <laughs> needed it. I needed, I don't have any real hobbies. I need something to be obsessed about besides my family. And this brought me back. I am, you know, it's like you, you ignore all the, all the, the hurt and pain that season eight, season seven, like broke my heart with and i'm just like yes i'm back i'll marry you sure like back in <laughs> and yeah. like benny saying uh you know getting back into reading the first book like i definitely thought of doing that um but you know we want to read fire and blood so i'll put that off a little bit um also i don't know news worthy i don't know if you guys saw this but apparently george R.R. Martin is three quarters of the way done with Winds of Winter. So maybe we'll get <clears> that book. I still don't have high hopes, but we'll see. And I think also go ahead, Benny. I think we'll see it sooner than than later. I think when he's talking about being a lot of people are saying, oh, it's been 10 years. So another quarter would be another two years or two right. and a half years. I think we're closer than that. I think if you watch that interview, he talked about having a lot of people's stories done. Right. Um, and he just needs to fill in like some like of the ancillary character. Yeah. Char characters and figure out how to tie them in. So I don't think we're that far off. Obviously okay. I've been burned, burned before saying that, but billion times. Yeah. I think, I just think too, like you were mentioning about reading the books again, it, it's our gateway to kind of like remembering how good all of this stuff was and is and how good the storylines were. Cause I feel like if you go off the, off the, the show, you're going to be left with a bad taste in your mouth about so many of these storylines that are going to have better payoffs. Of course. And, and that's just, that's kind of like what I'm thankful for with the show is it, it kind of, like you said, got me back all in. Yeah. Agree. And, uh, shit, I was going to say something and I forgot. Oh, uh, the audiobooks are very good. I've done that. I've gone through those. Um, Roy Dotrice does a good Shout job, out. although he mispronounces names like he pronounces names differently throughout the books. <laughs> yeah, he'll say it one way for a while and then another and then yeah. go back to the original. Way. Catlin, Caitlin, it's all over the place. But um, yeah, I think my so my biggest takeaway from this and while I, I did, I loved the season. I had a great time watching it. Um it wasn't as I would say maybe explosive as some of the seasons of Game of Thrones. Um, but I did really love it. But most importantly, I loved that I have something that's external from my life that I can care about. So I'm excited. Is there anything that, that stood out to you guys that you would have wanted them to do different? 
or what do you think it was maybe was it missing something i know robbie you mentioned early on early on like the bouncing around between different uh areas of the seven kingdoms but is there anything else that you guys could think of that would have made this rank a little bit higher for you yeah it's tough robbie do you want me to go while you go yeah go ahead so one while i loved getting as much backstory of these two basically two families or two sides i loved getting all that backstory Uh, more content makes me happy but i would have i think i would have appreciated maybe cutting some of that out to progress in the story a little more so like the end of the season we can't maybe saw like a little bit more of the actual dance of dragons or you know kind of just like a little bit further like maybe like what robbie kind of wanted i would have loved to see Craig and stark or you know some of the other areas and what was going on there um that's i feel like that's maybe the only thing i could really think of that would make me like like it more but again i did really like it yeah uh, yeah i think this it might my issue is this would be the same thing that I said in the beginning. This I, w- I would have loved to seen more jumping around to to um you know various houses, but I I, I get it. I understand. Yeah, it's mainly a Targaryen story at the moment, so I, I I understood that. Um, maybe I was just spoiled with eight seasons of Game of Thrones and them jumping back and forth and getting so many characters that was so rich and so like you love so much and right. you just had like an affinity for these characters. So I understand maybe. I hope in season two they they move around you know more, but that was my only complaint. I think everything else was was fine. I you know to where the story was and and where it's going to go. Right, and I think I feel like now, like thinking about my statement and your statement, I almost think I'd want to answer this question after multiple seasons have been released because I then think that I might be like, all right, like it makes sense what they did with season one to end it right before. And then season two, like the only reason I want more is because I want more. I want more storyline and stuff like that. And same Robbie to your point, which I also would have wanted like looking at game of Thrones season one, I feel like one of the biggest complaints was like, they jump around so much. There's so many fucking characters. I don't know who anybody is. And with this, it was like, they were like focused on the, the, some of the characters and, some people might like it that way. Some people might like it Game of Thrones season one way. You know, I don't know. I don't think one's better. I think it's just a matter of opinion. Um, but uh, yeah, I think ask me again after season four or whatever, whenever it ends, I'll probably have a different tune. What about you? Yeah, Benny? Do you have any thoughts? I I I'm 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 a very much a victim of like not being hypercritical to a lot of things. And I feel like this kind of lands in that for me. I, I'm super appreciative to what we have. I yes, I would love to bounce around a little bit more, but I understand, you know, we're hyper focused on these two sides, the greens and the blacks, and they're in the same place. So there's not much you can do. We got some stuff in Dragonstone. I think a lot of the things that people don't didn't like about this season, I think like you mentioned, come back and talk to me in a year, two years when we get the second season. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, I wish. Um, I think looking back on season one is, you know, it's going to hold up a lot better than I think a lot of people think. Agree. It also, 
one other thing that it gives me excitement about is I can get like t-shirts and you know stuff like coins. I have all this coins, right? shit. And your coins. That? You want your coins, right? I don't know, man. Some of those coins are pretty sick. <laughs> it's I nice to them. it's nice to care about something that's not in your real life, I feel like. I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy too, like with the amount of history and stuff that you get that it, it almost does feel like real life. Because there's just so much depth to everything. I mean, there's right. You know, besides the five crazy long novels that we have, we have history books and right. short stories and all these different things. So it's it's awesome. Would you say, Benny, Robbie, I don't you, you can't you didn't read the books, but you can feel free to answer. OK. Would you say, you know, more about the history of Planetos or the history of Earth? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I I think at this point the history of Planetos, honestly, if if you it's asked close. me this question when I was a little, you know, if I had the same amount of reading done when I was in college and, and high school, I probably would say Earth, but that stuff is just out of the brain. I don't need it anymore. <laughs> Who cares about Mesopotamia? It's the, the cradle of civilization. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the Fertile Crescent, all that stuff. <laughs> what about you ryan what do you think uh, you know more about planetos or earthos it's close i think i think what help what would makes it close is the fact that i was uh, you know a history major um for my undergrad but like you said a lot of that's out of my brain like it got yeah. pushed out with fucking westeros shit so yeah i don't know I definitely know more about the wall than the Great Wall of China. That's for sure. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Robbie, any comments on this discussion? No, I think I know more about the history of the 49ers than I do about the history of Earth. So <laughs> that's it. <laughs> See, and it's nice to care about things. Well, that was, a lot. Quickly, what was the answer to that question that I asked you um in montreal and you gave me like the back the three people that threw a pass for the 49ers in super bowl 25 and you, you like nailed it who is it like stan humphreys or something like the third oh i forgot uh, anyway i will vouch for the fact that robbie knows more about the 49ers than planet earth yeah <laughs> thank you um well the 49ers are on planet earth so that counts yeah that's true part of earth's history um so anything else that we want to talk about, discuss just overall season one uh, before we start getting into some segments and emails and awards? Let's get into oh, some emails. Let's get into them. I'm, this is I'm, I was so excited for this episode. I love award shows. So hopefully I love the, it. Hopefully fucking Will Smith doesn't walk in this door and smack the <laughs> shit. I mean, <laughs> be careful with your jokes about anybody that's potentially bald on the show. Yeah, uh, no, Jesus. I know. None of us. I think we're all good. I think we're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so before we get into emails and segments, I think Benny froze. Yeah, Benny froze. Yeah. Hold on. Well, his traps look good frozen, so that's good. Yeah, that's true. All right, Back. we're good. Um, does anyone need to take the black for this season or for maybe this week since since our last episode? And 
instead of going to jail or being put to death, you can take the black for your crimes. So anybody? I'm going to take the black for a mental crime. Okay. And I was, when we got the time jump and okay. we lost um, the two younger actresses for um, Rhaenyra and Allison, right. I had, I was very, very skeptical. And I think, you know, if I'm looking back on it now, I think I like the two older actresses better. And I was, I had very heavy doubts going into episode five or six. Or I forget which one it was. So I want to take the the black for doubting these two these two actresses. When you think about this show, do you even think about the younger actresses anymore? <laughs> no. Do you think about the crab feeder ever? No. No. Daily. Daily. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling we'll find out more about that later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Robbie, anything you need to take the black for? Nothing for this season, but I will take the black for thinking that uh, the city of Syracuse would be able to uh, make <laughs> me a proper Negroni, as I said in a going gray episode. So, yeah, I'll take the black for being an idiot and thinking that the city of Syracuse would, would get me a Negroni. Are you guys I mean, going to get Negronis on Saturday? Oh, I'm having like 10 on Saturday. I don't give a Whoa. shit. Easily, easily. easily. It's not even like you asked them to make it Spagliato. Like that That would have been, you know, that might have thrown them for a loop. But to just ask for a Negroni, like one of the most classic cocktails yeah. in the history of the world. If I said Spagliato, the whole fucking Syracuse would have melted into the core of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's actually how the doom started. Yeah, someone right. someone asked for Negroni, Spagliato, and Valeria. And it, <laughs> yep. I was like, okay, but whatever. Well, we're gonna get where we're going. Sadly, we'll get some proper Negronis. All right, uh, I request that I just taste one of yours. You got yeah. it. Yeah, um, I will take the black for something that our good friend Katie Ann mentioned to me uh, earlier in the week in the last episode. I actually called Amond and Luke cousins, which they are not. Um, they're, I think, what half brothers? Amon and and Luke nephews. Or no, uh, ne- nephew uh, that's his nephew. Yeah, yeah. But either way, I apologize. Um, Katie was right, even though I, I pushed back. I was like, I don't think I said that. <laughs> but I you listened back and check the tape. I did. I checked the tape. Um, I could have. I could have explained away one because I was like joking around, like, um, you know, they could just say they're bastards, like they're barely cousins or something like that. Like I could have maybe weaseled my way out of that, but yeah, no, yeah. I, I definitely in another <laughs> thing. It's I hard too about. because like the the kids are all the same age, right? But half of the kids are actually Rhaenyra's sister, so it's if Weird. you're looking at age, it it it, it could throw you off. Yeah. Uh, um, is half is half uncle is that a thing no I guess it doesn't matter regardless I made a mistake and I'm owning up to it so let's see you at Castle Black yeah right for <laughs> real Um, I mean what else are we going to do for the next fucking <laughs> three years until we get season two Ugh. Um, so what do you think should we get into some emails let's do it um do we have any specific um like does anyone specifically want to read certain ones 
um any I guess order? we can go in order i i can read uh katie uh last name redacted if anyone wants okay. to read i a last name redacted if you want to read steve last name redacted yeah that's cool cool yeah sounds Let's like a plan all right so the first email we we received today was from uh a special person in our life she uh she came on an episode and and uh it was a great episode and she brought a lot of insight so this comes from katie last name redacted and the subject of her email is apologies in advance uh, hello fellas thank you for sharing your experience with house of the dragons with us over the past few weeks it has been something i've greatly enjoyed well thank you albeit i think i am far better at my expressive than written language I will do my best in this format. Yes, I agree. Your expressive is better than your written. <laughs> can I please try to keep these, this one under four hours? Yeah, exactly. Jeez. Uh, <clears throat> can I please preface that I'm an incredibly hyper analytical person to a fault? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I cannot just watch a show and not attempt to psychoanalyze every character to an unhealthy degree. And I think every character in your life as well, which is why I avoid TV most of the time. Over this season, we saw two women deal with their families and children in very different ways. Allison has been portrayed as a mother that does not support, love, and understand her children. Rainier has been portrayed as someone that will stop at nothing to defend her children and keep them safe and ensure they are loved. Uh, what we know, Rainier was loved by her mother, supported, and what a stereotypical mother should be was modeled uh, modeled to her. Oh, yeah, Rainier was in control of having relations with all of the men she had children with all of her children at this time present with no mental health issues. Right. Allison, I'm not sure we have been told how long her mother was in her life or what was model, uh, model to her. All of her children were born with a man that I believe she eventually grew to love slash respect. They were not born from a free love that Rhaenyra had. Two thirds of her children clearly present with mental health issues. Um, it is hard for me to compartment compartmentalize these things and i wonder if raising a child that presents as an adult as a rapist slash pedophile may have presented traits that made bonding hard with them as a child maybe a guy never stopped screaming for hours on end maybe helena was completely disconnected and always in her own world uh Rainier had one loving mother and a father that sacrificed a lot of her allison had a father that wanted her to sacrifice everything for him for his house's power as much as I agree that Allison comes up cold and not into her children at all times. What are all your thoughts on her, on her loving her children just as much as Rhaenyra, but not having the coping strategies that help show this as well, given her circumstances. Sorry if this is way too deep because it, it is fucking deep. Uh, at least, <laughs> at least it hopefully involves less thinking than Phil's AP psych exam. And let me tell you that AP psych exam was fucking tough. <laughs> I'm uh, so pumped. I passed yeah. it without yeah. looking at it. I destroyed. I failed it. Sidebar, <laughs> the miscarriage scene. I believe you all thought it was a little too long. I'm not sure that I agree. Trust me, as someone ready to give birth in roughly four weeks to my third, it was not pleasant to watch and definitely emotional. If a battle scene was that long, would you complain about it? See, I don't. I wasn't complaining about the scene. Like I was complaining about how difficult it was. Right. Same to watch. You know, they had a kid there that showing the kid die, and, and like that was difficult to watch. I wasn't complaining that it, uh, the miscarriage scene, so right, agree. Okay. Yeah, uh, it is. She continues, it is hard as a viewer to not assume that her preterm labor was triggered by the stress of her father's death, slash usurping of her title. 
This scene was needed to show you how completely awful of a situation she was put through with utterly horrific timing, and she still maintained her composure. She needed to do that all on her own. She needed to stay in control in order to be in control. I'm really looking forward to next season and seeing if she's able to continue to demonstrate this control or if we will be seeing a very different Rhaenyra since the control was taken away from her via Aemon. Love you all. See you on Saturday. Uh, you do not have to wear it. You do not have to dress nice. However, you will be judged on your appearance. What? <laughs> Judge Typical. Yeah, Typical. Maybe take it to the black. Katie of House, I make dicks to the knee. No, this <laughs> isn't a gender reveal, Benedetto. <laughs> nice. So uh, <laughs> work, working backwards from, from some of her points, I definitely think that we're going to see like an incredibly different Rhaenyra going okay. forward. Um, I think that last scene, that last look, you know, tells you everything that you need to know about the type of person she's going to be going forward. And it's going to be, you know, not, not, not to be a pun, but it's going to be fire and blood. It's going to be revenge. It's going to be, you know, scorched earth. Um, I will say I, I I didn't have a problem with any of the birthing scenes. Um, Obviously they were sad, um, but you know, the noises, the seeing the kid, like none of that stuff really bothered me. Um, I'm maybe I'm in the minority of, of people online. Cause I know a lot of people seem to have thoughts about that, but a lot of never... people online are wussies. Yeah. <laughs> um, and going back to and are 14 point, and like, don't, you know, don't yeah. know what it's like to be an adult <laughs> um, or, you know, are mentally 14. Yeah. Right. But going back to kind of her, her major point, you know, and by no means am I any type of psychiatrist, psychologist, or anything like that. But well, you did get the highest score on the exam, so Listen, we're not here. We're not here. Qualified. We're not here to brag about these things. We don't. <laughs> we don't brag about eighties. We brag about hundreds, and I didn't do that. Um, <clears throat> no, but I think that Allison's whole thing is those kids are her duty. I don't think they're born of love. They're not born of something that she necessarily wanted. So I think that, you know, obviously, yes, there's going to be other nature and nurture type things that contribute to the way she is as a mother. But right. I think that she didn't want to have Viserys' kids. Right. I, I, she didn't, he didn't turn her on in any way. He didn't, he wasn't the the husband that she would have chose for herself. Right. It was all a chess game. And that's yeah, kind I mean, of that one scene with, with them in bed, you just see the look on her face was like almost like utter disgust. Yeah. I mean, he was a disgusting body by that, even by that point. And that was way better than he ended up. But yeah, you're right. She wasn't like into this man as like a lover. She was loved and respected him, especially towards the end, I think. But yeah, not, not the way that uh, maybe strong or Damon, the the relationship between Rhaenyra and those two guys. Yeah. The one thing I will say that might have had a big impact on her is the way that Otto treated her. He treated her like a chess piece. He oh. ex- explained life to her as like a, a game, you know, and that um, I'm sure everything going forward to her was seen as how does this benefit me? You know, what do I need to do? What's my duty in this situation? And it just kind of made everything transactional to her. Yeah, I agree. Probably any thoughts on on that so far? I agree with Ben. I mean, yeah, I'm no uh, psychiatrist. Um, So I do think that 
what I do believe, especially in life, I think that you kind of are shaped at an early age uh, by your parents. I I do believe that. Um, You're more I, nurture than nature. Yeah, and I I but I also believe that you can, you know, bounce back from that or you know change those change those ways that maybe you were brought up or maybe certain things that you've seen in your life. Um, uh, um, yeah, I'm a big believer in, in change. And I think, I don't know, I don't want to go too deep into everything, but I think Katie and kind of nailed it on the head, like the, the two different dynamics of how Allison as a mother, and I think Benny nailed it. Um, you know, she was kind of put in that position by Otto. She didn't really right. necessarily want to um, have Viserys' kids, but um, yeah, uh, it's two different dynamics. I think Rhaenyra is definitely a more loving mother. I think she got uh, more love from her mother and Viserys as well. So, yeah, I I agree with Katie and and um, yeah, I think she she kind of nailed it on the head. Yeah, agree. Yeah, I don't know if there's if there's really much more to say besides what Katie and Benny both said. Um, I think uh, I think we will see some differences next season. Um, from Rhaenyra and maybe from Allison. I mean, if there's one thing we learned on this, just on this season, in this season, is that characters can change like this, and all of a sudden they're the worst character in the world when they were, they used to be the best or one of your favorites. So we'll say, shout out Chris and Cole, you fucking dick. <laughs> what a fucking, <laughs> fucking asshole. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely, I think. Yeah, Katie nailed it. Um, one thing I uh, do want to point out is there's still and and I, this isn't a spoiler because it was talked about by the creators and like some of the, you know, after a show and news and stuff. But there is a fourth child of Alicent and Viserys. He is uh, in Old Town. Daron, I think his name is. Um, so maybe we'll see. Even different dynamic. I don't know. We'll find out. Maybe yeah. maybe just, he's different with being raised by Otto. I don't know. I just find it so odd that like they haven't even really name checked him at all. I know. That and was he's just weird. Pop up when he's convenient, which people I know people are going to have a problem with, but probably um, it'll be interesting how they kind of bring him into the fold. They could have at least said, yeah, just like oh, like when Otto shows back up. Where's my son that you've been fostering? <laughs> <laughs> how's how's my boy doing? Yeah. Uh he's hanging out in old town with the Maesters and the fucking black candle. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Black Candle. Shout out. Um so anything else we want to say about Katie's email? Because it was very well thought out and uh much appreciated. Love it. Yeah. It's a great email. I think that. It's it's nice to get. Um, I know I'm gonna get shit for the way I say this, but the female point of view, um, or no, the but womanly it really point is. of view, because we're three moron dudes. Yeah, yeah. You know, we don't see that perspective unless <clears throat> our wives and loved ones tell us. I mean, and we're gonna see it um, in I's email too. Like the the birthing stuff was like very important to a lot of people, Agreed. and I think it was it was a good thing to show. And I think. Um, yeah, it was important. Nice. One other quick thing, her sign-off. Uh, when they posted the Halloween costumes on Instagram, 
and it said Ben Solo on her stomach. Yeah. I texted them right away. I was like, <laughs> uh, are you not telling us something? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, It was just, you know, and not then we only... went into a whole thing about how Ben Solo's character. <laughs> <laughs> not only that, Katie was holding a blue lightsaber. So I think, come on. I'm watching House of the Dragon. I'm watching Game of Thrones. I'm, I'm looking for the little details now. That's right. That's right. Um, all right. So what do you think? Should we move on to uh, the next email? Let's do it. All right. Uh, thanks again, KDN. Uh, Benny, you're going to read the next one, right? Sure. This is from uh, the queen of House Stick to the Knee. Uh, the queen of reservations. Of, of reservations. Uh, the protector of jelly toast. uh all right so season what kind of what kind of bread was it it was white it it was it came with the the meal from the diner that we ordered from earlier i've i I don't want to take us too far into a tangent but i'm so sick of like the sliced bread choices we have because i want to i want to eat like good like whole wheat type bread and i feel like every one of it Every one of them stinks. I get tired of them all so fast. You know what? Again, not to go too far down a rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> I feel like I've been coming back to a lot of the things that I cut out over the past 15, 20 years, like white bread, milk, yeah. like just fucking give it to me. Just whatever. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me enjoy my life. Exactly. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, so, hello, hot D's. Congratulations on a first, a great first season. The podcast has been one I look forward to every week and we'll definitely miss it while we wait for the next season. Stay tuned. We might have some things for you. Uh, <laughs> great podcast on the final episode with Anthony. Excellent analysis and hilarious jokes as per usual. Um, I love the final episode and I found all the mirrored scenes and imagery in the finale really interesting. Other than the obvious mirroring of the close-up shot of Rhaenyra's face at the end of episode one and episode 10 to bookend the series. There's the Dragonstone Bridge showdown invoking the same scene in episode two and showing both times how in control Rhaenyra is in both situations and how she played and positioned herself wisely in both. I didn't even think about that yeah. when I was watching the great finale. Point. That's a great point. Um, I also found it interesting how both infant funerals in the show was the setting for key moments in Rhaenyra's development in her mother's and brother's funeral, uh, finding the strength to say Dracarys and ultimately finding her own strength as a person to her own child's funeral where she was crowned as queen. Again, I think that was a a scene that we all loved that second one there when she was crowned queen. Yeah. Um, good. I wanted to take this opportunity to address the talks of the birthing scenes in the show, particularly in the finale. While I agree that it was definitely a difficult watch, I did feel the time and detail spent in that scene and all of the other birthing scenes in the show was necessary for the story. The audience needed to, by the way, we got a little special segment coming up that deals with these birthing scenes. Oh, uh, the audience needed to go through Rhaenyra's miscarriage to emphasize, uh, emphasize the amount of pain and loss she experiences in this episode alone. Much like the need, they needed to see the physical toll she goes through with Joffrey's birth to really drive the point of how much of a task it was for her to go straight to Allison after delivering. Furthermore, I really appreciate this show's decision to not shy away from showing the graphic nature of childbirth, uh, an experience often sanitized for viewers. 
It can be uncomfortable to see, but it's essential in the storytelling, especially in a show centered around the female characters confronting their own understandings of duty, of which includes childbearing. Anyway, thank you again for letting me be part of this pod, and I'm ready to support all of Rhaenyra's war crimes next season when it comes out (laughs) in 2063. Love it. From Aya, Queen of House Dick to the Knee. Nice. Robbie. Let's start with you because I feel like you have. Robbie, what are you eating? You can hear it. No, I can see you chilling. Oh, big red. Overtime. Big red. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a big uh, shove as much pieces of gum in my mouth guy that you can find. (laughs) Uh, well, what what did you say? My um, my gripes with uh, the first lady reservations. Yeah. Well, first, she she uh, ripped me to shreds about my uh, psychotic uh, credit card holding behaviors. <laughs> it's kind of psychotic, no. Robbie. No, I just, you know, I I, I it is kind of crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, a little <laughs> bit, but hey, we all got we all hey. got our vices. I think um, my other gripe is just her affinity for Rainier and her hatred for um, Allison. I I, uh, I don't know why she hates um, Allison so much. I don't think I don't think a lot of females really like Allison. I don't think. Katie and likes and I feel like Aya is not a big fan. So those are my only grabs. I mean, Aya, come on, come to my side. <laughs> I think, I mean, I, I got to say I agree. And, you know, I said, I think this is a good time to bring up the, the question that I wanted to ask. Um, I think a lot of people think that Allison is kind of phony. Like she right. wants all this power and she wants all these things, all these things for her, for her and her family. But, she just ends up being more part of the problem. Um, like we mentioned with the, you know, Aegon's um, rape victim, the way she just kind of brushed that off to the side when it was an opportunity for her to actually do something about it. Um, but it leads me to my question is because I was waffling on this for a while. Whose side are you on team green or team black? Because I'm firmly entrenched now. I'm all in on Team Black, and I'm all in on Rhaenyra. <clears throat> um, I think right now I'm on Team Black, but I don't. I wouldn't say that that's where I'm staying for this whole story. I don't know. I think it could switch very easily. I think the show, I, and it also may change once we read the book. I think the show is being deliberate in making Team Black look better than Team Green. And I'm not sure why. I'm not sure if that's deliberate because then they want to pull the rug out from under us when Team Black does some fucking heinous shit or something. I don't know. I, But I definitely would say right now I'm on Team Black. But it could change. I don't know. I also I like the color green. So <laughs> you're going to be easily swayed if the time I, comes. I, I guess. I mean, I just don't you know, like we've seen with so many characters, this is just a large group of characters. And I know they're going to try and and sway us and make, you know, everything is gray characters or alliances, you know, whether it's one person or this group, team black or team green. I feel like they're purposefully going to show us some 
nasty shit. I I think, but there's also something to be said to have like a clear protagonist that you're rooting for for the for the audience. So maybe they won't. You know, I don't know. I, I'm leaving myself open, but right now I'm team black. Robbie, what about you? Uh, I'm team green at the moment, <clears throat> not because of Allison being a mm. fucking smoky McSmokenstein. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like I said, a previous episode, I'm uh, who I like and who I favor are characters and families that don't have things handed to them. Ones that like to like work hard and and put a lot of work in to um to get what they you know get what they want and get you know I feel like uh Targaryens you know Rhaenyra kind of gets what she wants because her father was the king and I feel like that you know that's who they are so that's that's why I'm kind of team green right now I think a lot of people are on the Ray the Rhaenyra hype train but. No, Damon's a dick. Damon's bad. <laughs> Damon's he he's basically married his niece, and people are, I guess, okay with that. I mean, I I is firmly entrenched on the uh, the Dame train. <laughs> the with his hoodie, I think she swoons for his hoodie. All right, but uh, yeah. As of right now, I'm Team Green. Um, because of uh, just because of that, I think that uh, they're the underdog in the story at the moment, and um, and. I always like the root for an underdog, so that's where that's where I'm at. Obviously, it can change next season and, and a few seasons after that. But I'm uh, I'm Team Green. Like Ryan, Green has become my favorite color these past few years. So that as well. I like a good See, Tim, forest green. To me, it's all about like this is the line of succession that you know is law. Like Viserys chose Rhaenyra. Like that's it. Case closed. Um, so to me, anything else is a usurpation of of what's supposed to be. And it's not like the Mad King was usurped because he was a psycho and was going to burn King's Landing and everybody in it. There was no good reason to usurp Rainier other than she's a woman and we don't want a woman to be king. Right. Um, so or queen, I should say. Um, but to me, you know, until someone proves that they're not capable for the job if anything i think otto and his family is is looney tunes and they're the ones that aren't fit for the throne so that's why you know for the foreseeable future i don't think i would be swayed off of of team black you know barring something absolutely crazy happening right yeah plus but benny they have the crown the (laughs) sword the dagger you know the name they did and the name so i mean can't beat that. Okay. Let's let's be clear. There's only one team that I'm on, and that What's is that? the God Team Corliss. <laughs> yeah, and that's all I'll be on for the rest of my life. Yeah, <laughs> maybe if the Valerians make their way to the Iron Throne, I'll change my mind. Yeah, all right. Yeah, maybe. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, and I think um, like I made good points in this email. Um. You know, I know we kind of went a little bit off the rails with your question, but like um, I did want to point out uh, the birthing scenes. And again, we are coming from this of a perspective as men. So we may not internalize it the same way that a woman would, especially a woman who's given birth. Um, 
but I think that they were all very powerful. And to go back to what we said before, like I don't think that they were like too graphic. I think most pregnancy and birthing scenes, like after being with my wife going through it, like there's a lot of things that most like Hollywood depictions of pregnancy and birth are just like washed over, like whitewashed or whatever. So I love that they did do things like the afterbirth and like the, you know, the, the gory parts of it. Um, But that doesn't mean that certain aspects of it weren't hard for me to watch. Uh, Mainly seeing a baby with blood all over. It was not my favorite. And that's the thing that's to a, watch. <laughs> and that's the yeah. And that's the thing that I, that I, that I, I kind of want to. The point I want to drive home is like I wasn't, or like my perspective that wasn't like oh I don't want to see this. It my perspective of of why it was so hard to watch because it was it's it's fucking sad. What oh, yeah. happens? What happened yeah. in those scenes? And and it's and life being lost and and uh, you know it's different than a battle. You know these this is a, a child and a, and a mother. You know, and people making the, the ultimate sacrifice, deciding which person they're going to choose. You know, am I going to choose my wife or I'm going to choose this kid? And right. Rhaenyra losing her 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 child is it's just sad to watch because it's an innocent child. So that's yeah. that's the point I was coming from. Agree, agree. And like I said, I think in the last episode, um, but in season in episode one, you know, this is a like um, Emma says, this is a woman's battlefield. So this is, I mean, if you want to look at it that way, this is a battle scene is, is this birth scene. Um, so, I mean, not, and also not, I'm not trying to be argumentative with Aya. Her points are valid and, and great. Um, but I think, yeah, I just want to be clear on like what my thoughts were, but all of our points I think are good. Yeah. And I think to Katie's point too, like, you know, we've seen a million battles, so it doesn't affect us the same way. We haven't seen this, right. you know, on, on, on any type of media. So it's, it's just new for a lot of people, I think, yeah, and it, but no, it, it's good. It it's good representation to, you know, what, what actually goes on. And I think to be honest, like if I didn't watch a real live birth or um, I probably, I might've been more, um, Upset's not the word, but like I would have been more, I don't know, like not as easy to watch some of the some of the parts of it. Like I would have been like, oh, geez, really? Like that's a little graphic. Yeah. Um, but and not saying that I needed to go through that to have that feeling, but just me personally, I probably like I said before, I didn't have any experience with it. Um, so but yeah, no, I'm glad that they showed this. Um, I'm glad that they did. And, and a lot of them did it differently. Um, you know, we've never seen even like the one with, um, Lena, um, that the baby couldn't come out and she was just like, fuck it, burn me up. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like even something like that, like we've never seen a, a pregnancy or birth scene where it was just like, oh, the baby's breached. I don't, there's nothing to do. Yeah. What do we (laughs) do? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, very good. And I loved Aya's both of Aya's points in the first paragraph. The mirroring, I never, th- I didn't think of that at all. Um, in episode one and episode ten, and then also uh, Rainier's development at both funerals, awesome points. 
I didn't yep. I didn't think of about either one of those. That's why she's right. the queen. That's why she is sick to the knee. There's yes. a lot of <clears throat> contemplation going on in this house. Yeah. Do you guys just sit on the couch and think to yourselves? <laughs> yeah, we don't even talk. We just think now. <laughs> we move past talking. <laughs> well, then that means you're truly married now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this might be uh, a ten-hour episode. Oh, hundred uh, percent. We get one more, one more email, right? And then one more email, and then and then it's award season. Yeah, Robbie, I hope that sound bites queued up again. <laughs> yeah, let me get a new a new award song. <laughs> um, and also, uh, I don't know if we said it, but thank you very much, Aya, as well, um, for writing the email in. Great email. Uh, we much appreciate it. I hope uh, Benny didn't strong arm you too much to write it. We gave it one of these. I was. I'm gonna uh, conf- uh, confession time. I tried to get Katie to write an email for this show. Oh, the- no luck. Didn't happen. We don't have a secret email coming. No, I was gonna. That's what I was gonna do is secret email, and she. I mean, again, the baby's sick and stuff's going on, so she. I was just like, don't worry about it. It's fine. I just thought it would have been fun. Um, thanks, Katie. Yeah, thanks, Katie. We're back on that now, right, Rob? Yeah, right. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Um. So our third and final email from uh for the wrap up extravaganza is from our good friend Steve. Uh, one third of unofficial intelligence, which Benny is also a part of. Fantastic and podcast. Fantastic podcast. Got, I mean, without that podcast, you wouldn't be listening to us right now. So, absolutely not. Yeah. Father, father of all podcasts. That's right. The Godfather. Um, <laughs> so, Steve writes and says, Greetings, squires and not so noble men. That was hurtful. Wow. Geez, Steve, what the fuck? <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to try and read this like in a good voice because Steve has such a good podcast voice, but I don't think I can do it. Um, Greetings, squires and not so noble men. Congrats on a season of breakdowns. I enjoyed listening each week and even getting to be part of one episode. Yeah, that was great. I'm very happy you came on. Thank you. I was happy. I wasn't alone in thinking the finale wasn't that great with the exception of a few beats that I really liked. Overall, I liked season one but I haven't liked that they won't let you hate a character like the book's version of the story wants you to. Yeah, everyone, pretty much every character is pretty gray. They're like we just were talking about. They're kind of leaning towards the blacks being the protagonist, but I agree with that. He goes on to say, if I were a woman, I'd be especially annoyed that Allison and Rhaenyra were victims of circumstance rather than being deliberate in their actions. Allison is propelled forward by misinterpreting Viserys's dying words instead of her saying, fuck Rhaenyra bastard and fuck Rhaenyra's bastard ass <laughs> kids. I'm making my son king. And Rhaenyra couldn't do the right thing if she was on in a Spike Lee joint. See what I did there? <laughs> yeah. Great movie, by the way. Um, <clears throat> Amond also kills Luke on purpose in the books after he refuses to give Amond his eye. So couple some spoilers here the next like two sentences but it's it's not really spoiling that that much all right should i read it you guys think uh maybe skip over the second one that was a that was one that was uh yeah so basically what what he's getting at is and and this was discussed heavily so it's not really like a huge spoiler but 
the end of episode 10 where Amond is the way he looks is and we discussed the last episode was that he did not want to kill him yeah he was he was remorse almost like immediately remorseful um but you know and and that was a conscious choice by the the showrunners to do that instead of having it be basically um Amon, you know, going after him to kill him. <clears throat> um, the fact that an entire civil war that will kill off most dragons and Targaryens alike started because of an oopsie is pretty lame. Yeah, I mean, I could see that point. Do you guys agree with that? I I see it more as like yeah it was an oopsie but also like these two have been waiting for that moment and it's almost you know Damon is like the personification in that way in a way where he's like give me a reason give right. me a reason and this you know even though it was a mistake is the reason for for one to make a move on the other right I feel like it's it's kind of like character development the way I look at it and they're trying to make Eamon not like completely an evil fucker. Yeah. I don't know. Robbie, any thoughts? No, I agree. Uh, it is kind of an oopsie, but I mean, it's part of the story necessary for the story. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like Game of Thrones, you know, how that started off. Yeah. And because also- of a stupid fight between children and yeah. then finding out that maybe these kids are bastards exactly so i mean it's moving the, it's just part of the story yeah uh but no i can totally see how it i like i can see steve's point like the fact that it's starting from this is like kind of lame uh um, yeah i don't necessarily agree personally but i definitely see that point of view um he goes on to say, looking forward to an all-out war for season two, though, and I'm hoping for a separate RSS feed for three hot Ds as well as some cool artwork. I'm Ooh. hoping for that, too. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay um, tuned. <laughs> congrats again on your first season. Final words. Hey, Allison, both actresses. How you doing? <laughs> Robbie's got some uh, competition. Yeah. Yo, Steve, lay off my my women, please. <laughs> I guess you guys like brunettes, huh? Yeah, why not? Yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> um, not giving out any awards because everyone on the show is a terrible person with no redeemable qualities. Also, the quote unquote strong boys are the biggest bunch of pussies I've ever seen on TV. Did they not? Did they inherit none of their dad's superhuman strength? Shout out Sir Eric. Shout out Plan T, and shout out <laughs> Helena's obsession with spiders. I hope all the bad things in life happen to the Greens and nobody else. Hate, 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 hate. <laughs> nice. I hate you. I don't even know you, and I hate, and your, I hate guts. your guts. <laughs> As I take a sip from this cup that I'm sure somebody <laughs> spit in. <laughs> Rainiers wears under whole well, no wears with dick holes in them. <laughs> what what the player haters ball may be one of the best skits of all time. One of the best of all <laughs> time. Of all time. Um, so agree uh with Steve. Um, I definitely I I feel like I can also see his point big time about um 
like everyone doesn't have like there's no true protagonist there's no ned stark in this there's no oh, stark family in general i guess with redeemable qualities but i also disagree and say that there are some characters i think that have some redeemable qualities they're just also shitty at the same time <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean i think you could even like i said last episode look as, as damon as someone who yeah he's a piece of shit a lot of the times right but it's clear that he loves his family you know he loves he loves viserys he loves rhaenyra but he's just a psycho um yeah so he's a targaryen know, yeah exactly um I see I could see a lot where Steve is talking about how it just seems like a lot of these things happen by accident and not like the character making, you know, a decision to go full out evil. Um, but I'm OK with it for now. I, I think it could change as, as as things go on. But for now, I'm OK with it. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, I just ha- I have to stand up for a second. So I, I don't think you guys want to see my crotch. You're not wearing pants? I am, but I don't think you want to see my crotch anyway. Well, I mean, don't speak for me. (laughs) So, okay. Hello. No thoughts? Yeah, I guess. My thoughts are just what Benny said. Robbie sounds like he's got an appointment with some Brooklyn and cheese. <laughs> yeah, right. You a little, you a little sleepy, pal. No, I'm ready to rock and roll, man. I'm ready. Right. Um, yeah. So, Steve, thank you very much for your email. It is much appreciated. Is there anything else thank in you, email that you want to point out, Benny? Like, I, I, to me, my main takeaway was definitely, like I said, we're. I definitely see what he's saying with the victims of circumstance thing, as opposed to people making choices. Um, But for now I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Right. Okay. And I think, I think Steve's tune might change the same as my tune might change uh, after we get a few seasons in. Yeah. Um, Maybe there will be some characters with redeemable qualities in his mind or um, you know, whatever. I don't know. I, I just I wish there was more, but we have to go with uh, with what we got. So gives us the opportunity to talk more about it, which is nice. Yeah. Um, so, Steve, thank you very much for your email. And I would also like to say again, thank you to everyone that emailed. Much appreciated. If you are listening and if you want to send us an email, please do so just because we don't have. A three hot deeds episode on the docket does not mean that we are gone forever. So stay tuned, but send us an email. We may not read it next week, but we'll read it and we'll talk about it. Stay tuned. Announcements on announcements coming. Yeah. I think we just haven't worked anything out because we haven't talked about it. <laughs> no, but we're not definitely, going away. Yeah, we're definitely doing something. Um, we, we've said it several times. Benny and I want to read the book and talk about it. And I think there might be some more stuff because we really enjoyed doing this um but we'll we'll let you guys know um so what do you think guys should we move on to award season i think we should all right i think so are we ready i'm ready there we go 
Welcome to the 2022 Hot D Awards. I am your host, <laughs> Benny House Dick to the Knee. I'm here with my two fabulous co-hosts, Robbie and Ryan. Uh, Robbie and Ryan, we have a lot of awards to give out. And a lot. A lot. a lot of time to do it in. We want Robbie to get uh, stay up nice and late tonight. <laughs> I hope everybody uh, is going to enjoy these awards. First, we I'd like hard. to give an, an honorable mention award, and that is best ad read of the season. <laughs> <laughs> and that goes to the queen of house, Dick to the Knee, Aya, with Damon's Dark Hoodies. So there is our first award. Where is she? Is she going to come on and accept her award? She is in the bedroom right now. Doors closed and probably watching TikTok. But on behalf of Aya, I want to thank the Academy and myself for giving her that award. Thank you. So, boys, what do you say we get into these awards? And we'll start with one. Let's go with best dragon. Who do you guys think was was the best dragon this season? Robbie, let's start with you. Well, thank you, uh, Benny Dictatini. Love your tuxedo. Looking <laughs> fantastic, as always. Well, my best dragon is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. <laughs> <laughs> no. My uh, best dragon is Vagar. That was my favorite dragon. Um, I don't really know too much of the backstory about the dragons, but seeing her initially come on screen and just how old she looked and how battle-worn and battle-tested she was and just how fucking tremendous she was um i've never seen you know a dragon like that on on game of thrones and i was just just super intrigued i do like you know history so i was kind of i'm always intrigued by stuff like that so i was i was definitely excited to see her and uh and just see like i said before just her being so battle tested and battle worn so fucking old and how they kind of cgi that into into her it was just so cool looking like just you could tell you know she's been through it so Vagar, um you are my favorite and best dragon of season one nice ryan your best dragon uh my best dragon was the movie the last dragon featuring <laughs> bruce leroy and shona <laughs> nice <laughs> have you guys seen that movie no of course not you fucks no that is a classic like you really need to watch it on a rainy weekend afternoon it's worth every second it's so good um but no my real best dragon for this season was Caraxes, who is damon's dragon um i was in a little bit of my head because i kind of wanted to pick Bagar, but i was like you know what i think someone's gonna pick her but I love Caraxes, just th that neck, that like snake-like motion, definitely cool as hell. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what Damon does with um, maybe multiple dragons. I don't know. He seemed to have tamed that one um, in the dragon pit at the end of or during last episode. So we'll see. But Caraxes was my best or favorite dragon this season. Fantastic choice. Um, mine, I'm going to go for best dragon. I was for a second. I thought about uh, Maylis because with the, you know, 
spikes that came out when she yeah. was scaring the high towers and team yeah. green. Um, but because of all the things that Robbie said, um, it's basically how I felt the same way about Vagar. Vagar is my best dragon. Um, like I mentioned earlier in the show, just the history behind that dragon and getting to see her was, was amazing. Um, so we have a split decision on this one. Do we want to, at the end of each one of these, try to come to maybe a unanimous decision? As it stands right now, uh, it's Vagar 2, Caraxes 1. Ryan, were you swayed by the 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 argument that Robbie made for Vagar? I mean, I yeah, I can't I can't deny that Vagar has the history. Um, when I think Vagar, I think of the Black Dread as well. And just like, you know, the fact that Vagar was around for whatever, thousands of years, maybe hundreds. I'm not even 100 percent sure, but um, I almost picked her. So I'm not going to make the argument. I think we could say that Vagar was the best dragon. So the three hot D's unanimous choice for best dragon in 2022 is Vagar. I can't hear it. I was gonna fuck. I'm looking, trying to get clapping, a clapping thing. <laughs> Is that? Did it sound like clapping, or just sound like? The, I don't nonsense. think the mic picked it up, but I couldn't hear we, anything. Nothing. Nothing. Wow. The audience went wild. In yeah. case uh, you didn't hear it, maybe I'll try and add in like some in sound post. effects. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's move on to our second award here. Nah, see, it doesn't. See, I think the mic filters out. Like, I, I think it's actually Zoom is doing it. Oh, no, I had clapping yeah. and cheering. So, yeah. it. whatever. Give her, we'll, we'll give them the, the auto high tower. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, let's move on to our next award. Uh, this one is the best internet or Benny fan theory. Ow. Uh, I'll start us off. Um, this is going to tie into maybe one of our unmentioned awards. But my favorite was Laris is a warg and sees all. Um, I got super hyped about that theory. I was all in on it. And to me, um, it was one that under under delivered, but definitely had me um, with the, you know, the red strings on a board trying to figure out where everything was going to go with Laris. Ryan, what was your best theory? That was also my theory um, was that uh Laris was a warg and and to add to that your input of the fact that he was utilizing maybe the bugs and rodents of King's Landing to spy on everybody I just I loved it and that was when and I think right now we're at the point where Laris is like kind of a joke but I don't think we should I think he's still got a part to play and he's still going to do some underhanded shit um and he's still going to be jerking off to feet so you got a lot <laughs> so. lot to see so. from him my guy robbie what is your uh your pick for best internet theory my pick for best internet theory is luke is not dead oh, <laughs> oh really yes yeah, so if you don't see a dead body you do not assume the person is dead um <clears throat> i was gonna go blood and cheese but i just read that today so i'm not really keen to it but I'm going to go with Luke is not dead. I don't think that he is dead, but I definitely do think he's dead. But I needed a pick, so I had to pick that. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, 
how do you feel about the Laris is a warg theory since it has two votes? Or do you want to keep on Argue keeping with on <laughs> with we didn't see a body theory? No, I am going to join the both of you. And I think uh, Laris is a warg is 100% cooler and better than my Luke is not dead pick. Fantastic. <laughs> Your 2022 winner for best internet or Benny fan theory, Laris is a warp. Moving on to our next, what were you going to say? I'm just going to say, I think I might be able to fix that and get the clapping in. Awesome. Uh, Moving on to our next award. We talked a lot about it this episode. It is the hardest birth scene to watch. Ryan, start us off. Um, so I think, and we talked about this, uh, quite a bit, um, basically all of them, I don't think were necessarily hard to watch for me, but what made Rhaenyra's, uh, miscarriage hard to watch was the, uh, extended shots on the dead baby covered in blood. Um, that was not my favorite thing to say, to see. So I would say that that was, the hardest one to watch for me. Okay. Robbie. Um, the hardest birth scene for me to watch was episode 10, Rainier's birth scene. Um, the, the, that birth scene uh, with the same thing with Ryan, it wasn't because of the screaming or the blood and everything that it was just the, the camera focusing on the, the dead baby for an extended period of time. I thought that was, that was the toughest scene to watch because, you know, of course, you know you never want that to happen to any child during a, a birth, but such is life, and that stuff happens. So definitely something that that was extremely sad and emotional to to watch. So that that's my hardest birth scene to watch. Mine is actually different. I went with the birthing scene uh, from Emma, uh-huh. where Viserys chooses to let <clears throat> the girl die in order to save his son. Um, you know, Emma had no idea that that was coming that or that it was an option. I think it was terrible for, for her and terrible for Viserys. Um, and it was hard to watch, man, because you knew she wasn't going to make it, make it out of it. And in the back of your mind, I kind of feel like you, you knew that the kid wasn't going to make it either. Um, so it was just a terrible, you know, the first of Viserys's terrible choices that we saw. And it's just, you know, it was a hard one to watch because you knew not only was it a birth, it was a murder. Right. Yeah, that was tough. So, again, we're split here, but I will concede, um, you know, based on your explanations and the fact that we saw the body, um, that <laughs> the 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 hardest scene to watch was Rainier's in episode 10. Uh, our next award... <laughs> that works right now? yes yeah congratulations congratulations to Rainier's kid congratulations to the dead baby um our next award is coolest scene coolest scene from season one robbie why don't you start us off what was your coolest scene oh this was a tough one for me i was going back and forth up until a few hours ago the coolest scene for me happened in episode eight when uh, Viserys opens the door and has that motherfucking Phantom of the Opera gold fucking half face. Oh, 
and he is just he's he knows he's on death story but he's like ain't nobody stopping me um the music him struggling to walk up to the throne and him getting to the throne and his crown falls off and who's there to pick up the crown for him the only person that he wanted to do it was damon and then he got back up on his fucking on on the throne mask um and i thought that was the coolest scene of the entire series so far well i'm gonna go second here and i'm gonna agree with you that was my favorite scene of of the season um you know, even before and after of that scene, but definitely Viserys walking up to the throne, addled, um, but determined to do what needed to be done in the moment. Um, and it kind of kickstarted his, I don't want to say redemption for the rest of that episode, because, you know, he his whole goal was to make things right. And you think by the end of that episode, he, he finally did, but he didn't. Um, but just that whole walk up, like you mentioned, the the Damon picking up the crown to me, it was just the best scene for me. Ryan, that's going to be tough to beat. Um, and I would like to say that there are a lot of cool scenes from this show, and just to list a couple: Damon and fighting in the Stepstones. That scene was awesome. Um, the first funeral scene with uh Rhaenyra saying Dracaris, um Viserys's scene that you brought up, uh the scene with all the the whole both families are together and kind of accusing each other, going back and forth. The family scene at dinner when Viserys thinks everyone's cool. Um and a ton more. Um but my favorite scene from this first season was the map table. That table uh, yeah. is so fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. I need it. Yeah. I need it. Agreed. Yeah, that thing, when that thing started to light up, I was like, oh, <sighs> When they lit those candles and pushed that thing under there and it lit up, oh, my God. Fantastic. I want to steal a uh, a word from Benny. An uh, Ani Mensch, for me, <laughs> would have to be the uh, dragon fight scene. In yeah. uh, episode ten, just the way it was yeah. shot, and that that, that was cool too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just even specifically one shot of Vagar flying over uh, Arax Araxis, I forget his name. Arax, Arax, yeah, uh, amazing. Or what about and and I almost picked this, but because technically the Black Dread was in the show, sort of the skull, the skull, yeah. That scene when he's, te- you know, um, Viserys is talking with Rhaenyra. Amazing. Another great yeah, telling her about the the prophecy. Yep. Um, so but, how do you feel? Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say. How do you ahead. feel um, about making our unanimous selection Viserys's walk into the 1992 <laughs> Royal Rumble with a tear in his eye? <laughs> A tear in my eye. (laughs) (laughs) That be our unanimous pick, Ryan. Um, I I mean I can't really argue with that. That that scene might win him and Emmy. So agree. Fantastic. Unanimous decision. Um for that. I'm taking I'm just taking notes of when we make a unanimous decision. All right. Look at the auto high tower clap for that scene. 
yeah, I turned off the sound suppression because then I got scared that it was going to pick up your voices on my mic, which it might have in the past That's two okay. minutes. So we'll see. So we're just going to leave the clap in for the. <laughs> All right. Our next. Award. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Sorry. Oh, I don't want to. I, I don't want to interrupt no. you. I don't want to interrupt Go you. Ahead. But I'm getting uh, feed in my ear. At the producers. Spe- yes. Okay. There's a special award. Really? Okay. So if you don't wow. mind, I can Unexpected. I expected. Yes, yes, please. He told me. So um <laughs> our producer. Um I think what's his name? What was the producer's name? He was the guy that got his his head sculled into the uh Oh Lord Beesbury. Lord Beesbury is telling me <laughs> my ear right now. <laughs> so we have one special award. Um this award is uh most likely to not get it up in a whorehouse award. <laughs> <laughs> So Benny, if you'd like to go first, if you have a, a winner, well, I think we have uh, we may have a unanimous decision here, but I'm going to have to say Damon Targaryen for me oh. is would be the one that I would choose. And that was my choice as well, Brian. <laughs> you know, that's the easy choice. I'm going to go actually with Otto Hightower <laughs> okay. because I imagine him walking into a whorehouse and being absolutely disgusted with the filth that is in the, that room and just Ugh. Ugh. so I feel that he would probably not have a good time getting it up in a whorehouse now I'm sensing we may have an upset on our hands here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did we did Otto Hightower steal this award right from under our noses? I am going to have to say I'm switching my choice. I'm going to say yes, Otto Hightower. Wow. In upset, Otto Hightower, least likely to get it up in a whorehouse. This is up there with Loyola Chicago beating Virginia a couple of years back in the NCAA tournament. Now, do you? Do you think that maybe in a in a season or two they show him kind of like a uh Tywin esque type thing when oh wow he was actually he loved horse <laughs> yeah the whole time <laughs> let me say something here we may have an opportunity for back to back awards for Mr. Hightower because oh. our next award <laughs> is biggest schemer Ryan who Ooh. is your biggest schemer for season one of the House of the Dragon? If you asked me a couple episodes ago, I would have said I would have had a different pick. And I was struggling with two people and maybe the other person will get chosen. I don't know, but I'm going to go with the least likely to get it up in a whorehouse is also <laughs> the biggest schemer. Otto Hightower. Wow. Otto. Ooh, wow. Robbie, who is your biggest schemer? Well, let me get my paper here. Um, <laughs> my biggest schemer is also Otto Hightower. And maybe I'll list a few off. Um, he schemes to have Allison uh, marry Viserys. He schemes to undermine Allison after Viserys dies. And what else do I have here? Um, let's see. I think that's really it. I think he's the biggest schemer in the episode in the in the series i'm sorry i think he he loves power more than he loves his own family so i think otto hightower yes you are the biggest schemer of season one well ladies and gentlemen you've said it all you've heard it all from these two 
I'm going to go straight to the announcement of our unanimous winner. <laughs> Get your high clap ready for Otto Hightower, the biggest schemer of season one and the winner of back-to-back awards. Wow. And let's not, you know, as we move on to our next award here, the man might be able to do something that only the Chicago <laughs> Bulls have done in recent memory, and that is three-peat, because our next award here is most hated character and i'm gonna start us off my most hated character i'm gonna go a little upset here don't say it i will not say it i'm gonna say Aegon, second of his name wow don't like this guy you know what everybody else i can kind of find a little bit of 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 gray and a little bit of um you know redemption but Aegon is is kind of a piece of shit, and he's kind of been one since the beginning. Whether it's nutting all over King's Landing and Flea Bottom, <laughs> <laughs> whether it's whether it's raping a poor woman more than once, it seems, um, and multiple women. And I think you know, yes, having you know, multiple the, bastards, multiple bastards loves the fighting pits with children in it. You know, I did see a little bit of of human in him when he didn't want it. Shout out Jon Snow, but don't want it. I don't want it. I think you know, and oh, we've talked. Ooh, done it. We've seen. A, we've talked a lot about looks from characters, and I think the look you get um, from Aegon at the end of you know his coronation signals bad things to come with this boy. So uh, he is my most hated character. Wow. Ryan, great who is choice. Your most hated character. Great choice. Very good choice. You you may have you may have swayed me, but I don't know. I I agree. He is probably the most vile character in the show, but look, almost low key too. Like it's a lot yeah. of hinting at how shitty he is, right? But my most hated character is Kristen Cole because he mm. is such a piece of shit, and. The fact that we went from loving this guy. (laughs) I said he was a dreamboat several times. To now delete those tweets if Elon lets you. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) What a fucking loser. Like you you sleep with this girl and your heart gets broken because she can't run away with you to Essos. Uh when she's in line for the Iron Throne, like she would do that. And now you hate her for 20 years. Like, give me a fucking break. Get over it. Loser. Yeah. Robbie, most hated character. Great pick. My most hated character is Sir Christian Cole. The, the arc that that boy put me on. I was ready to switch teams. That That, that guy was dreamy. But um, yeah, Ryan said it best. I mean, I ended up hating that guy by the end of this season. He was just simpy make simp, and yeah, I mean, holding a grudge, he was pissed off. Like, no, like she's gonna want to go to Essos with you and just hang out and fucking on a ship clamming. No, I don't think she wants to do that. Um, but yeah, he uh, just a just a real scummer by the end of that <laughs> by the end of end of the season. So yeah, Christian Cole, you are. My most hated character. Now, so we are. Go ahead. You? So 
yes, I have been swayed. I mean, obviously, fuck Kristen. Uh, you know, I'm team fuck Kristen till the day I die. Um, <laughs> I, I do want to know, though, how my argument landed on you guys. Honestly, I I would have switched right away. That's how good it was. You know that how much I value your fantastic way you, you speak, your words, the way you persuade me in changing my my own arguments on this podcast so i thought that was eloquently done and i would have i would have switched that's how that's how that's how much you persuaded me and and i do think like we said last week or i think last week that he's joffrey light like mm-hmm. joffrey's joffrey's a newport and uh <laughs> a guy he's he's a newport light so um yeah i think i think we're we're about to see a lot of uh shitty more shitty behavior for him in in season two Okay, right. I I would not be surprised if season two's most hateable character is Aegon the second. Um, but like I said, I still because they showed it to us in such a low key way, he's not as hateable as Kristen Cole, who's like you know over several episodes more in your face about yeah being a fucking little bitch. Um. So while he's definitely more vile and more evil um, with the things that he's done, the you know rape and this treatment of children and everything else, um, as far as me personally hating the character, I, I hated Kristen more for a longer period of time. I hated Aegon for the last like maybe two episodes. Kristen, I've hated yes. for seven. Okay. So I think we're confident in saying that your 2022 most hated character season one is Rhaenyra. Nope. Just kidding. Nope. It is Kristen Cole. <laughs> so give him the, the high tower clap. We'll, we'll say Aegon the second going off at two to one odds for next year though. Well, he, oh, might, yeah. he, he might even be even. He might be even. He might be even, even odds. odds. Yeah. My, he's at minus 250. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Our next. And now we're getting to the big ones. These are a powerhouse um, awards coming up right through the end of the episode here. Our next one is our favorite or best episode of the year. Um, who do we want to start it with? Let's start it with Ryan. Start us off. So this was a tough choice. Um, I went back and forth. And actually what I did was I looked at my notes from all the episodes to just kind of, re- you know, refresh my memory a little bit. Um, my choice for best episode this year was episode eight, the Lord of the Tods. Um, a lot of things happened in a lot of other episodes that were very good, but this one, um, just, I mean, so much happened. Um, this was almost like, you know, maybe the high point of the, almost like the episode nine traditionally of for Game of Thrones. But you have so much happen. Um, you know, we already said the best scene came out of this episode. Um, it's just from start to finish, my favorite. So that was my choice. Um, next. I'll, I'll go next. I think um, my I really wish I did go back and watch the season again before this episode. There's time didn't really allow it. Um, but I will. 
there was second of his name, I think was a really great episode. I think that was episode four or five. Um, but yes, ch- uh, episode eight, the Lord of the Tides for me, I mean, it was the, you know, quote unquote, Ned Stark moment of this season where we lost the person that was going to cast a shadow on the rest of the series. Um, it cemented Viserys as one of the best characters in the Game of Thrones universe. And, you know, like we mentioned the scene or, you know, Robbie mentioned the scene at the table where he thinks he has everything figured out until his one last fuck up before he kicks the bucket. Right. Um, Just a fantastic episode. And, you know, the even, you know, uh, what's his name? Vaymond getting his head sliced right the fuck off. Right the fuck off. Awesome Um, scene. Just a fantastic scene. Um, Yeah. Robbie. What was your favorite? Well, as I have it written down here, my favorite episode was episode eight. Episode eight was my favorite episode of the season. Like we said before, it had the coolest scene. It had the, I think by far the best acting performance of this, of the season so far. Uh, Viserys just, even though he wasn't speaking that much, just the grunts and the groans and the way he's like, even like in bed, just like, just the way that was acted was, was fantastic. Um, what else did I have here? I had the walk to the throne, Damon helping him. That was great. The dinner scene. I loved him getting carried, carried in like a boss. <laughs> yeah. Um, you mentioning, um, which I think was a great, you know, observation by you, how his, shitty side of his face was towards the high towers and the good side of his face at the table was towards the Targaryens. I think that dinner scene was, was beautiful. Like the music that was played and him just looking around like, Oh, everybody's happy. Everybody's, everybody's here. And then he gets fucking put back to bed. And then the pig comes to the table and then that, that, that happens. And then the fucking, the foreshadowing of foreshadows when Damon and Eamon, have that stare down um that was awesome and again um Viserys just fucking up at the end one last time that's set that's setting this series now in motion kind of you know when Ned kind of found out that you know that those Bobby B's kids weren't really his kids and that set that in motion and and so yeah him fucking up and 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 uh at the end and it was definitely something that it was necessary to 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 get to where we're going to go. So, yeah, episode eight was my favorite episode of the season. Beautiful. Well said. Well said by all of us. I liked all of the points that we brought up there. Um, I And I think, you know, Ryan, you mentioned it last episode. The first eight episodes of the season got progressively better and better yeah. and better. And then it kind of plateaued towards the end there. Maybe a little bit of a dip and plateaued. But I think episode eight was that the climax of the season. Um, and it is our unanimous pick for season one best episode. Okay, so our next, uh, our next award is best female character. Uh, I will lead us off here, and I will go with probably the uh, the obvious pick here, and I'm going to go Rhaenyra Targaryen. Um, just the the whole arc she goes on from being a young child who's named heir and and not knowing if, you know, her father really believes in her to the whole journey she went on to, 
you know, we were calling her the most regal B in in <laughs> in Westeros at the end of of the season. Uh, she just a great acting job, and she was my favorite character going through the whole season. Uh, let's go with Robbie. Uh, my favorite character, female character, was uh, Rhaenyra Targaryen. Um, I specifically enjoyed young Rhaenyra. Um, I thought she stole every scene she was in. I thought she had, you know, commanded on the scene. I think my favorite scenes of her was just like even like the small council meetings. And even though she wasn't involved with them, she spoke up. Um, the Jakara scene was one of my favorite scenes of the, of the, uh, the series. And, uh, yeah, man, it was sad to see her go. I know you guys thought that the the uh, older actress were good, but I thought the younger the younger actress that played her was fantastic. Um, I just think she she was on a like just a up and down roller coaster ride for the specific character that she played this season. And uh, yeah, I think she went through a lot, a lot of emotions, um, a lot of a lot of a lot of various things she went through, and I think that uh, it's setting her up obviously to be a major player, but I'm so intrigued and excited to see where her character goes now that, you know, is she going to be this, I don't want to say mad queen or whatever, but I think, I think the death of her son now is just, she's going to be a ruthless, ruthless character in the show. And I can't wait to watch it. Fantastic. Ryan. Two in a row. It is another unanimous decision. Wow. I've also picked Rhaenyra Targaryen. Um, you guys all made <laughs> fantastic points. I'm not sure I can add much to it, um, but she was my favorite character this season. Just again, like you guys said, seeing her her arc, and I am very excited to see where she goes next. So. Robbie, I want to do do want to point out good uh, good on you for giving Millie Alcock the credit she deserves because yes. I think maybe yeah. there's a little bit of of recency bias um, with with Emma Darcy because um, I do remember you know I I gave her uh, my Iron Throne you know out, outside of her character you know the, the episode that she left um, but it, it is another unanimous decision for us the 2022 season one best female character. Rhaenyra Targaryen. <laughs> Our next award is best male character. Let's start with our boy, the most handsome man in all the seven kingdoms. R- Ryan. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to. I mean, Robbie's more handsome than me. So you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um. Thank you, Benny. You make you make a guy blush. Um, <laughs> my favorite or best male character for season one was King Viserys, nice. and I felt that his character was the best or my favorite. Uh, while there was a lot of good choices, and there was good choices for both female and male, but the reason I picked Viserys was episodes one, two three maybe even four we were fucking taking this guy out behind the tool shed saying you stink (laughs) he was robbie's maybe most hated character in the whole show and by the end of episode eight we were all lining up to suck his dick 
and yeah, that's yeah. why he's the best character of the season. I love it. Robbie? Yes, my uh, favorite male character on the show is Viserys. Wow. <laughs> what a, a shocker. It's a big shocker. Huge. You, you hated see his guts. Oh, there was there's a lot of people I hate, and he was on the list. And let me tell you something right now. That boy swayed me. I, I if you could have told me 10 weeks ago that he was gonna be my favorite character in our award show, I would have said go scratch. Um I just think that what will Patty Patty Constantine? Something like Pat, that. Patty Constantine. Patty Constantine. If he doesn't win every award, Golden Globe, Emmy, uh, for this performance, then I'm gonna be pissed off because um <clears throat> yeah, I thought in the beginning I was like, This guy with his fucking Legos, man, this guy's gonna this guy's not doing a thing. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I just I just was, you know And you straight up said he's not doing it for me. No. Like as a character. Yeah, not and and hey, hand up. I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> I, he was just a fantastic actor, man. I told, I already told you what I what I thought about his acting in episode eight. But I think what I loved most about him is that he, even though you know he didn't have a good head on the show, I think sometimes, um, I think he want he was always trying to do the right thing. And yeah, I think that he was trying to do right by his family. Um, I think anybody that doesn't know that, you know, my entire family, uh heirloom has blonde hair and these these three guys have have brown brown hair like what's going on here yeah i think he was he probably knew but he was you know being stupid about it but i digress um yeah man Viserys, i i I think that everything he he did leading up to his death was uh was really great acting and uh he's definitely missed man he was missed in episode 9 10 uh i I miss him i miss him and uh i can't believe that he made my best male character. Wow. Wild. Well said. Well said. Um, I hate to, to, to not make it a unanimous choice after these two, you know, fantastic uh, speeches you guys just gave, but mine was Damon Targaryen as the best male character. I think he was in the thick of every plot and scheme and stare down. And he had his hoodie. You know what? Let me put the hoodie up. Love it. In honor of him, uh, he he's just such a badass, and I think going forward, just going to be such a an integral part of of all the the crazy shit that happens. That Matt Smith did such a great job with the character, as a lot you know, he was probably one of the people that uh, a lot of people doubted was going to fit this role uh, going into the show. I saw a lot of skepticism about it, but he nailed it. He's a badass. He's got immaculate sword skills, cut some dude in half, dragged him out by his hand, cut some dude's head off right above the tongue. He always had a quick wit and, you know, always got what he wanted in the end. So to me, Damon is my favorite. But I will say I'm going to take the hoodie off now. And the unanimous choice for best male character is King Viserys. We have two awards left. One is best actor. And we're going to go with that next. Uh, I'll, hold on. I, Lord, B, Lord Beesbury's in my ear. Okay. Again. 
again, he, he has a special, he has a special award before right. the, the two major ones. Um, he wanted me to tell you guys that he has a new award, uh, biggest dick tease award oh. for the wow. season, for the season. So Lord Beesbury, he wanted me to to get your guys take on the biggest dick tease, and we will go with the biggest dick <laughs> in the Seven Kingdoms, cousin Benny. <laughs> 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 my, Sorry, biggest, <laughs> my my biggest dick tease of this season was Laris. Um wow. he you know, we mentioned his the theories around him early on. He was so mysterious to start with, and we just found out it was all for for Toe Jam and Earl. Uh that's all he really cared about at the end there. Um, but you know, I think Ryan mentioned it. I think we'll see more of him going forward. But as far as season one concerned. Uh, is concerned he was built up to be a, a little bit more than he ended up being yeah i mean i gotta agree with with uh with benny here uh although i'm gonna go with biggest dick tease queen allison's feet wow <laughs> wow <laughs> no it's it's definitely laris uh for all the points uh that benny made you you know we thought we were getting you know Littlefinger 2.0 or beta uh because technically this came before Littlefinger um but yeah he was built up built up built up as this master schemer and he ended up just being a master beta <laughs> nice. nice very nice, nice. <laughs> awkward masturbating scene goes to Laris <laughs> um my biggest stick tease is is the crab man. Um I was great choice. I was so 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 intrigued by his character, uh the grayscale. Just it, I thought it was I thought it was gonna be more than it was. Um I'm still not over that battle scene, not seeing it. Um kind of pissed me off that we didn't see and you saw Damon come out holding you know his torso. I get it. I get I get why it was done for the plot, and I get, you know, it had to move the the um the series along, but when characters like that come on a show, you get so excited because it's like, oh, I never seen something like this on a show. I can't wait to see. I don't need the backstory, but just give me something. And they didn't really give us anything, and I was upset about that the most. I would have liked to see him just fucking, you know, fight a little bit, see what, see how he was. But those first few um shots in in the episode when he was hammering people. You know, to the cross and the crabs are eating, you know, biting on people and eating them. I thought it was cool. I would have liked a little more, but I understand. But maybe we get a prequel, you know, or, you know, a crab man prequel. So who knows? Man. So how do how do we feel? I'm I'm getting word in my ear from Lord Beesbury himself saying that if we wanted to <laughs> split this award, we could. <laughs> do we think that between Laris and the crab feeder, we have a tie? I'm with that because Robbie made a compelling argument because he really was built up as like the next villain. And then all of a sudden he's just some fucking dude with grayscale, which Damon just was fine. No grayscale. Yeah. 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 I, th- I think a tie is, is an apt decision at this point because they are both humongous dick teases. Hold on. Uh, we got. We got. I word. got something in my ear. I got something in my ear. It's. Uh, oh no. Oh boy. <laughs> what? What's happening? Oh no. 
uh, Sir Christian Cole just put Lord Beesbury's uh, skull. <laughs> oh boy! A small council ball. Oh boy! We need someone to take care of that. <laughs> we need someone to take care of that. There's a, a an award lodged in Beesbury's brain. <laughs> <laughs> the most hated character award is now inside of Lord Beesbury's skull. <laughs> Oh, rest in peace to Beesbury. Gone to too God. soon. <laughs> we thought we thought Will Smith slapping Chris Rock was bad. This is just on a whole nother oh, Beesbury. To God, rest in peace. So then what do we do? Is this a tie? Or... Yeah, I guess it's a tie, right? It's a it's a tie. It's no a decision. Tie. Yeah. It's an end day. All right. All right. So let's move on to our final two. Uh this one is best actor from season one uh and i'm gonna start this one off because i don't want to start off the last one i want to let you guys take the reins on that one and unfortunately i'm gonna have to to make the pick that i think that both of you are gonna have to pick my best actor was patty constantine from all the things we mentioned you know on his best character award for everything i mean just go back and listen to episodes probably six through nine all the, the the praise we heaped on him as as an actor and, and the character um just fantastic he's he's gonna sweep award season on the hot these podcast and let's hope he sweeps it in in the real world uh robbie uh i'm gonna go not with Viserys, a patty Constantine, uh because i know he's gonna be a, a big pick i'm gonna go with steve toussaint my man lord corliss I okay. think that I think the scenes that Corliss was in, Steve was in. I just I, I was drawn to every scene that he was in. I I love uh, Patty, um, but and I know it's going to be the choice, and you can sway me any way you want. And I think he's a fantastic actor, and he should win. Um, but I think the little screen time that Steve Toussaint was given, um, he really, really had me. You know you know, intrigued the entire time. I think that he was given some good stuff. I think you definitely, like we said last week, definitely missed him when he wasn't in the episodes. Um, I'm so intrigued with his character going forward as well. I think, I think what he did with Corliss was fantastically acted. Um, he's was definitely in my top three of favorite characters in the show and favorite actors in the show. So I know with Viserys and Patty's going to get this award, but I just wanted to show my man Steve Toussaint. If you listen and come on the podcast, um, you uh, you were my most my most favorite actor in in this season. I love it. I love the pick, Ryan. It's a great pick, and I think this might have been. It was the hardest and not the hardest award for me to decide. First, can I? I don't mean to cut Please. you off. I, I want to look. Very, uh, no, 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 uh, Lord Beesbury. <laughs> I don't know where he is. Uh, I I wanted to to make this point before we announced the the finalists or or the uh, of of this award, but we decided best actor is male, female, or they them. Um, this is all encompassing. Correct. So just wanted to put that out there uh, yes. before Ryan gives his pick and we make the final call. Yes. Good. Good point. Um, and what what I was getting at was it was the hardest and not hardest because. The reason why it was the hardest is because every, just about every single actor in the show was fucking amazing. Um, 
there wasn't any part that I was like, ooh, casting wasn't didn't do their job that day with this one. Like everyone was great. Small parts, big parts, the you know, children, adults, whatever. Um the actresses and actors that played um the two main women, Allison and Rhaenyra, were both amazing. Um or all four of them were amazing. Um and Steve Dussault was a great choice. Um uh Rainey's amazing actress. I don't remember her name. Um I think it was Eve Best, I, I, I believe. Think yes, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was it. Um but I do I did ultimately go with Patty Constantine just because similar to um yes, it was Eve Best. Um similar to what I said about the character itself, but the actor brought that character to life and made us doubt him and hate him, question him, and then love him. So, you know, uh, quite the roller coaster we went on with him, but I think, yeah, ultimately my choice was Patty Constantine, but I really can't say enough about every single actor in this show. Uh, Great point. All amazing. I think, too, anytime you know, the author of the series that, you know, the, the book is based on reaches out to you and says, you did a better job with this character than I did. I right. mean, that's, that, that's pretty high praise. You made me want to rewrite the character. Like, that's yeah. wild. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Robbie, what do you think? It's up to you here. Say less. You know. <laughs> yeah, <all right. laughs> so our award, maybe our most prestigious award, or maybe that's the next one, but our award for two, 2022 season one, Best actor, Patty Constantine. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, patiently, I might add. You've been waiting very patiently for this. I don't know how uh, long this episode is. Hit the music. Yeah. Close to two. Uh, our season one, complete season one, Iron Throne. Who sits the Iron Throne? Oh, Ooh. Ooh. I have one of those at my office. I should have brought it home for that. Oh, that's nice. Who gets this fantastic award that our lovely Ryan is showing off? This is who is either the best character, who is making the most power moves, who is your guy or gal uh, after all of season one. Now, who am I going to start this with? I feel like... I haven't had Ryan start enough. I feel like I haven't had Robbie start enough. I'm going to go. Oh, hold on. I was just given this by uh, the lady Beesberry in, the, in remembrance <laughs> of her late husband. Uh, I'm, all right. Now you're showing off. <laughs> now you're showing off. Who was like? Who was, gave me this? Oh, this game. This is uh, Viserys. One eye gave me this. <laughs> the, yeah, oh, the going red look podcast. at that shit. <laughs> so, all right. Who am I picking here? I'm gonna I'm gonna start with Ryan. I feel like I haven't started off with Ryan a lot. I was Ryan was in my number two hole a lot. Ryan, fuck. Wait, did you say I was in your number two hole? <laughs> That's got you goddamn right, and I'm not taking it back. <laughs> um. So 
this one wasn't I didn't feel it was as difficult. Um and I think it would have been an easy choice to go with some of my other choices. Um best, you know, favorite character, this and that. But this character I felt like really drove a lot of the things that happened in this season. So my Iron Throne for 2022 is Damon Targaryen. Fantastic choice. He, I just, I, I don't think I need to even say more. As Robbie would say, say less. Say, say less. <laughs> Robbie, the best dressed in the Seven Kingdoms. Thank you. Finally, I've been giving fucking compliments to you guys <laughs> fucking 10 weeks. <laughs> you, you've been the mess. You know, you haven't been a resident anything on this podcast yet, but you are the resident sexy man on oh, this podcast. That's true. <laughs> that's true. I appreciate that. You guys are just as sexy. Uh, I'm going to go with a curveball. I see that. I saw you pronate the wrist. And I'm going to go with Eamon Targaryen. Wow. Um, He is my, I think, probably my favorite character. He came on super late for me. Um, and he's my favorite character because the eye patch, the sapphire in the eye is fantastic. Um, he was able to, I'm trying to think of the word, commandeer, uh, Vagar, nice. right? He was able to, able to commandeer her and ride her. Um, you know, I think it's setting us up for a Amon and Damon, uh, mega powers type, uh, <laughs> I match. Um, I think that I think him basically killing Luke now also sets the series in motion. Um, I want to see what happens with him, and, and like we said last week, does he take the blame or is he just full full villain and not giving a fuck? Um, I'm intrigued by his character, not because he has probably the best jawline in the Seven Kingdoms, but I think that I think that it's setting up for him to to be uh, Damon Jace, not as not as badass as Damon. What happened? The, I think I hear the real Iron Throne winner in the, the background. Cricket is back, oh, Jimmy. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> Season one, season one's most annoying character, Jiminy Cricket, <laughs> biggest dick tease, biggest dick tease, Jiminy. <laughs> yeah, so I think uh, Eamon's my most uh, my, says on my Iron Throne because of how he came on at the end of the season and and where his character is going and what he did that sets the story in motion and kind of turns I feel like turns Rhaenyra into you know more of an evil queen than than she wanted to be. Great choice. My season one Iron Throne is going to have to say I agree with Ryan on this one, and it is Damon. I think nobody is is set up more to do the things that they want to do, whether it ends good or bad for him. I feel at the end of this season, he's kind of the one that has everything that he wants. I mean, Rhaenyra was a strong candidate for me, but Very she's strong. dealing with a lot of heartbreak now um, and clearly in a bad place. Coralus has had everything taken from him. Rainey's, I don't think, was in it enough to to warrant any more, you know, consideration there. And then everybody on on the green side is, you know, 
dealing with either some type of mental instability or is now in the crosshairs of of Rhaenyra. So Damon's kind of in a good spot. Plus, I thought he was just a fantastic character. So he is my Iron Throne for season one. And I don't think we'll come with two unanimous one on that. I think those are just our personal wars. Personal Iron Thrones. Yeah. I it was was it hard for you to pick Damon over, say, I would say Rhaenyra or Otto was a strong candidate for me. I mean, he's where he wants to be, basically. I think I wanted it to be Rhaenyra. Yeah. And I just think that the way the season ended for her, it kind of like ended on such a sad note. That you know, it, it to me, Damon was just the stronger pick, yeah, yeah, great, all good choices. Oh, wait, so the pick for Iron Throne season one was various we, picks, <laughs> various picks, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for attending. The 2022 How D Awards. I didn't really have a an outro lined up for that. That's okay. It's good. Good. Good job. <laughs> Do you think people realize that we were called Three Hot D's because House of the Dragon instead of us being like jerk off saying we're the Three Hot D's? <laughs> I I think at the beginning, I think people thought that. I think more more and more people use the Hot D term okay. to describe the show that. I think they get it now. I hope so. I just I, I don't want people to think that we're we're jerks. Listen, I'll do season two with no shirt on the whole time. Me too. I, I'll be a hot D. Oh yeah. Pixelate my balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So that was a fantastic episode. Um I had a really I think I while I loved all the other episodes we did, this was my favorite to do. Um I hope you guys, you too, had an awesome time because I did. And I hope all the listeners had an awesome time with us listening along, us being stupid. Um, It's wild that we have these 10 or these 11 episodes that we can listen. We, we want to rewatch. Let's re-listen to the fucking episodes. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I want to just say something. Um. I looked forward to this every Tuesday night. Um, I thought it was awesome. I was so excited to do it. You know, obviously me and you do our own thing, Ryan, but to include Benny, um, I loved it. I loved talking to Benny. I loved talking to you guys. And it was something that, you know, I'm glad we did it. I was hesitant about even watching this series, but I'm glad we did and I loved it. And it really, every Tuesday, I was so, because coming home from work, I was so excited to do this. And, and I think that what I'm more excited for as well is just branching this off and, and doing more things with this podcast, because this isn't the end of this. You know, I think we're going to have more with the books and maybe more shows and, 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 and just, you know, keep it going and, and, and figure things out and just try to produce and push out more content because I, I love doing this stuff with you guys. And, I, and, and, and it's, it's really, you know, it's really beneficial and I, I definitely enjoy it. Yeah, man. Similarly, like I loved doing this. I loved, you know, it, it got me into the show more than I think I probably would have been. 
because I think, you know, when, when you guys reached out to me and were like, do you want to do recaps after every episode? I think I was probably just going to let the show maybe build up a little bit and then binge it at some point. Um, but getting back into something on like a weekly appointment TV type schedule and breaking it down and doing all the theories. Um, I thank you guys for, for thinking of me and, and, and having me jump on here with you guys. And I'm super excited to keep it going. Super excited to read the book. I'm super excited to maybe find another show or, you know, maybe it's a vehicle for Robbie and I to see some movies or shows that we're probably in trouble yeah. for not watching. So excited to see where, where things go from here. And I, and I hope the people that listen to, to the show are, are just as excited. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Look for our announcement of whatever the heck we're going to do next. It's probably going to, we're probably going to spin this off to a new feed, but uh, you know, we'll let you know via social media. If, if those things still exist in the next couple of weeks, we'll see. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um, so is there anything else that you guys want to say about house of the dragon or this podcast before we let the people go because I think we're over two hours at this point. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for um, Aya, Katie Ann, Steve and Anthony for coming on and, and yes. being guests. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah we look forward awesome. to t- talking to them more too in the future. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you very much for listening. Not only this far on this episode, um, but just in general. And again, Send us an email. Let us know how we did on this or if you have any comments or theories. Maybe you haven't watched it yet and this is six months from now and you finally watched the show. Let us know what you think. We'd love to get an email from you and I'm sure by then we'll have something else, some other show to talk about it on. Um, So thanks again, Robbie. Tell them good night. Good night, season one. See you next season in 2029 (laughs) good night billy crystal good night everybody love you love you love you